0: So we've heard, read for us uh, words from the Bible, words that we're probably pretty familiar with and we can sort of go into automatic pilot with them sometimes. Let's just be quiet and ponder the sort of things that you heard when the words were read. Just dwell on that for a moment. Did any words stand out? feel nudged in any way. Lord, we thank you for the scriptures, your way to speak to us and tell us of your heart. So as I speak and we all ponder the things around these verses, uh, may our words and our thoughts be acceptable to you this day, O God. Amen. A good's your memory, some of you. It was 1978 when a movie burst onto the movie scene called Convoy. Convoy. It featured Chris Christopherson and Ali McGaw, if that helps. 1978 movie set in the Arizona desert. Now, let me tell a little bit about it because this is a story of a convoy of trucks that race across the desert. And it's, it's, it's really capturing the, the popular thing of the day where truckers uh, talk to each other, as they still do, but it was new then on CB radios and, uh, and they had all this, this language that they developed and each trucker had a name like Rubber Duck and all this sort of thing. And so they talked to each other like this. Now the story in the convoys about this, where one guy, the rubber duck, gets into bother with the law and things go from wor- bad to very, w- go to worse. Uh, and so the story is about what happens as truckers start talking and hearing what's going on and they support him. In his defying of the law, he had a run-in with a particular uh, law enforcement officer by the name of uh, Wallace, and uh, they were rumbling and and, and really getting to bother. So this is, I'm going to take you to some of the lyrics of the song, The Convoy, and it was done in an idiom where they spoke it a bit like this. Well, we rolled up into State 44 like a rocket sled on rails, we tore up all the swindle sheets and left them certain on the sails. By the time we hit that shy town, them bears were getting the smart. They brought up some reinforcements from the Illinois National Guard. Oh, there's armored cars and tanks and jeeps and rigs of every size. Yeah, then chicken coops was full of bears and choppers filled the skies. Well, we shot the line and we went for broke with a thousand screaming trucks and 11 long-haired friends of Jesus in a chartreuse microbus. Like this one. Well done, Vern. You probably didn't understand a lot of that, but I hope you understood the last line. 11 long-haired friends of Jesus in a chartreuse microbus. There they are. Thank you, Vern. Well, let's park the trucks up for a moment. This year, our older granddaughter started high school. First one of ours to go to high school. Throughout that first day, we kept wondering how it was going for her. How was it? I asked her that evening. Her, Her look was glum. Her voice was weak and hesitant. I could tell tears went far away. Not good, she feebly replied. Oh, dear. We talked about it and around it for a little while. Then it was time to leave the subject uh, alone altogether. We let a few days go by before asking her again. This time, the mood was lighter and the news better. By the end of the week, we learned that high school was okay quite good, really. And I asked her again last Friday, and she said, school was cool. What was the difference? From that first Monday and that first Friday, there was a difference. The days were the same, but the difference was finding a friend. That changed the high school experience completely. It transformed it from a horror to a delight. That's what it took, a friend. Not the buildings, not the teacher's shoes, not the curriculum, not the days off, not the holiday. It took a friend. You might remember this. Have a listen. No? okay. Well, there's a clip there bursting to get out of the machinery. But you remember that? You remember that? Yeah, you remember the show, Friends. We loved Friends. It's a story of five young people living together in a New York apartment. (laughs) hour. <laughs> Let's have it. That's it, friends, takes us back. How these five young people lived in this apartment in New York together, and how that huge and scary city uh, became a place of great love and, and enjoyment through the security and nourishment of having friends and being a friend. We all know, because when I started talking about the high school and friends, some of you were nodding, we know about the importance of having friends. And like our granddaughters experienced that first week of high school, not having a friend is miserable. It's a special status being counted as a friend. From our gospel reading this morning, we read that Jesus needed friends too. Moreover, he longed to call those who believed and would follow him his friend. We read, in, we can read in verse 14, he said, you are my friends." Verse 15, I have called you my friends. Do we in our faith today see Jesus as a friend? It's a bit different. A few minutes ago, we sang the words, he's the children's savior, he's the children's friend. What about our sophisticated grown-ups? I need to say that I struggle, have always struggled, with this concept of being Jesus' friend. And so what we can learn from this text today, I think we're all hopefully going to gain something. Friends. Go into yourself for a moment. Don't look at anybody, don't think, don't talk to anyone, but just bring to your mind in the silence of yourself a friend. Picture them in your mind or see their name written or just just dwell with them in yourself. A friend. Now turn to the person next to you and tell them what's it like being that person's friend. Do that for a very quick time. What's it like being the friend of that person? Talk to one another. I think that's the end of a short time. What did you hear? What did you hear that suggested what made that a good friendship? Anyone got some answers, what they heard, what made it a good friendship? Just take up with them again. Did she say you've changed? See, quickly, you said um, something that shows that she was a very good friend. Anything else you heard which made that friendship so good? Oh yeah. Saying growing up together. Some school friends, say, just keep going, don't they? You go your own ways, but like this you just... You're using words that I really want to hear. Oh. Trust, yeah, because, you know, when we look at friendship, those things are there. <laughs> she's, She's been reading my notes. <laughs> I must be more careful on the future. So right, and that's, that's part of friendship. You choose, yeah, yeah, okay. Thank you for that. You yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 so right, thank you. That's so important, that's so being a friend. Let me tell you, for the greater part of my ministry, I've been involved with what historically is known as industrial mission. And that's about a fee-paying pastoral service of care in the workplace, available to all the staff, from the CEO right through to temporary hired hands. Initially, I was one of the chaplains who went into these places of work, factories and offices and all sorts of places to do the face-to-face work with the staff. Later I became the director of the mission. And part of the job of being the director of the mission and leading this ministry was the recruitment and the training of chaplains. For within the training are subtleties to be grasped, foundational practices that Uh, have to be learned so that the service is delivered well instead of inappropriately. I want to tell you it's a hard job uh, doing the job of a chaplain, and it's easy to get it wrong, believe me. One of the principles on the training that I instilled in them was to know the difference between being a professional and independent support to the staff in their workplace and being their friend. They had to learn this. Without that clearly understood and practiced, they would inevitably end up and bother because you cannot be both their chaplain and their friend, I would say to them. Yes, you must be friendly, pleasant, courteous, respectful, engaging, even good fun, but not their friend. For friendship is an entirely different relationship. In other words, if you're their professional helper at work Monday to Friday, you don't go off fishing or shopping or playing golf with them on Saturday. Some of them didn't like hearing this, but they had to learn it. For doing that crosses a boundary. So what are these things that make up, comprise friendship? And we've heard, we've heard most of it already. It's the sense of mutuality and equality. You and me, there's no rank, there's no, there's no I'm up here, you're down there, or anything like that with a true friend, like the one uh, we've been hearing about. There's mutuality, you sit down and break bread together. Trust is the word, I think, um, Margaret, do you use, uh, or um, Judith? Um, now, trust is risky, but you risk stuff with a friend because you, s- you just have that trust, either that would have to be earned and grown and, and established, but that's what's in a friendship, risky sort of trust. There's a sharing that goes on, what I call a natural exchange. What happens, you go to have coffee with someone and you say, oh, and I put the milk bottle." Oh no, we don't put milk bottles out, do we? When I went to get the paper in yesterday, I saw this guy across the road and he fell off a ladder and all that. So while you're telling the story, the other person is thinking, oh, that's nothing. I went out one day and saw two people fall off a ladder. <laughs> now, it's a stupid example, but it makes the point. This is what friends do. As they tell their story, you're getting your story ready because you just share and you do stuff like this. You ta- talk about your kids or whatever, they talk about theirs, you talk about and it. Just, it's just a, a meeting point of that stuff with great equality. Permissions are given with friends. You know, we just, we just allow them to sometimes confront us and be honest with us and they get away with it because they're our friend. They're loved and trusted. The protective barriers that we often put around us in in various circumstances are taken away with a friend. It's just, ah. You let your guard down. You're willing to be seen as a fool. Forgiveness is a great quality in friendship because you just, you know, you just give space and you... Cut the other some slack because they're the friend. And as someone has said here, you choose. You're chosen and you choose friends. Friendship's almost without boundaries. Different from a professional relationship that is friendly. So without boundaries. In other words, while there are almost no rules to friendship, there are sort of unspoken characteristics that constitute the relationship as a friendship and features that may smooth, that may differ slightly from one friendship to another what are these features or these givens of being a friend of jesus in chapter 15 We read this. It leads with the vine and the branches metaphor. The verses that preceded the ones read to us, uh, the vine and the branches metaphor, where Jesus describes how the only way a branch can bear the fruit that is designed to grow is when the branch is fully connected to the vine. And he uses this wonderful rich term in there, abide. Abide a branch must abide in the vine. He then goes on to declare that spiritually, we, like branches, have to abide in Jesus, the true vine. This way, we can keep the ways of God. Secondly, Jesus lets his guard down, you might say when he makes clear to his hearers that he has made known to them everything that he has learnt from, his, from God his Father. In other words, as friends do, he has been completely open with them, holding back nothing from them. What he knows, they now know. This, he, he makes very clear, is the way friends work. the 104th Bishop of Canterbury, Rowan Williams, in a book he wrote called Being Christian, and speaking uh, speaking about prayer, says this, God has decided to be our friend. Indeed, the word in Greek can be even stronger, our lover, the one who really embraces us, and is as close as we can imagine very near the heart of Christian prayer is getting over the idea that God is somewhere a very, very long way away so that we have to shout loudly to be heard. Present company down here um, accepted. On the contrary, says Williams, God has decided to be an intimate friend and has decided to make us part of God's family and we always pray on that basis. Williams. I am, amongst other things in life, a Rotarian. Rotary is a service club, a worldwide organization for the betterment and the advance of humanity. Where once upon a time you were invited to join, those who are interested are warmly welcomed in today. And so we meet in local clubs. Bit like churches do with parishes and congregations. Rotary clubs can be a collection of desperate people who, in common, look to serve others. One of the temptations for new members is to let rotary membership serve self. That in being joined to this array of often well-connected people, their own needs and desires, in business or socially, are enhanced handsomely and prioritized. So service above self is a rotary mantra best kept before us at all time. Service above self. Why Jesus wanting us to be a friend is twofold, our text tells us. It's quite clear. What is it about this friendship that Jesus is really getting to us about? Firstly, in verse 16, it is so that we love one another. That's what he said. And in fact, he put strength on it. He said, this is my command. If you like friends, you are my friends. It is so that you love one another. And the second uh, purpose is so that through us, others discover the love of God. That's what this friendship's all about, that we love one another and that through us, others discover the love of God. These intentions of Jesus are not hidden. Rather, they are paraded before us, so the world keeps being shaped by the design of God, that love abounds in and through us. Being the friend of God is indeed a special status, not so that we're chummy with God, or that we earn brownie points, not like that at all, quite the opposite. No, it is a high calling so the hurting and struggling world can abide in Jesus, the true vine of God. This spiritual intimacy has a divine purpose outside of itself. Through the closeness, openness and connection of this mysterious relationship, the sacred work of God is accomplished in us and through us. Here's a unique friendship to be cherished. For like making a friend at high school, it makes all the difference to who we are, what we're like and what we can do. Let's go back to the trucks. Who are still barreling across the desert. Thousands of them, the words told us. I love the story Uh, and the lyrics in this convoy song because it's a scene where rugged and ruthless truckers barrel along the highway in roaring rigs to conquer the power of the authorities. They don't want to pay any toll. They don't want to pay any fines. They're bigger and braver than that. They're a force to be reckoned with. They're not to be messed with. And in the centre of this storming scene we find a little old Volkswagen microbus full of the friends of Jesus. The contrast, the confronting image, I think is all the powerful. I didn't remember any of the other words of the song, but I remember those when I looked at this text. You see, outside the culture of rip and roar and rushing truckers through the desert is another one just alongside them, not away from them, not distant, but there with them, but different. Being a Christian, hippie or not hippie, can be a bit like this. We offer something outside the dominant culture of greed and selfishness, of rampant consumerism, because it's all offered because of Jesus, the Christ would be our friend hey, we're on the bus. We're on the bus. No? Well, get on board. Let's pray. Being the friend of Jesus, O God, is a hard concept for us to grasp deeply We can say it easily with our lips, but to know it in our hearts so it shapes us and makes us to be the people in the world you want us to be is a greater challenge. So help us, we pray this morning, to take the words of this text, these words that come as your inspired scriptures to us, and take them seriously, and look for the way in our living in our life and who I am that they may take hold and mean something just as Jesus did to those disciples that he spoke to in the form of Jesus so many years ago. So lead us in these days, we pray, O God.